0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message, uh, you heard read before, the epistle for this festival of the resurrection. Uh, From 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I recall just these words. If Christ is our hope in this life only, we deserve more pity than any other people. But now Christ has come back from the dead. He is the very first person of those who have died to come back to life. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who was dead, but who is now alive, my beloved. I hate funerals. I always have. I always will. And I got to tell you, I have officiated at dozens upon dozens of funerals. And I never get used to them. It is so unnatural to see that person who once was breathing and laughing and walking and talking now lies still. And I say it's unnatural because God did not create us to be dead. He created us to live forever, and it's unnatural. But why begin a message on Easter Sunday about funerals? Maybe you're saying, but pastor, we're supposed to be happy. But you see, Easter is about life and death. Or perhaps I really should say it's about death and life. Easter is about a resurrection. Someone died and someone came back to life. This morning we listened to St. Paul as he plums the depths of the resurrection by, first of all, reminding us who Jesus is. If Christ is our hope in this life only, we deserve more pity than any other people. In other words, if Jesus Christ only has meaning for us here and now, we're all living a pipe dream. Jesus wasn't just a good man who taught about love. Love your neighbor and be kind to animals. Love others and the world will be a better place in which to live. Live by the rules so that you have a better quality of life. And believe you me, that's being preached in many so-called Christian churches today. I don't know if any of you got the morning paper. The first headline is Easter Sermons Not Easy. Local ministers see an opportunity and a huge challenge. And I won't mention any names, but one pastor says he plans Sunday to present Jesus' resurrection as a beacon of hope in a troubled world while keeping his message simple enough to reach non-Christians in attendance. The next pastor hopes to make the Easter story relevant to modern issues like poverty, hunger, and carelessness for human life, a feat he calls my prayerful challenge. Another pastor wants to use Jesus and early Christians as a model for loving people unconditionally, no matter their politics, religion, race, or status, something he realizes might be hard for some people to stomach. Whatever their message or approach, A cross-section of Christian ministers said that while the story of Easter is well-known, preaching about it presents special problems. And there it is. And it is so sad for that so many on this day, Easter is nothing more than a nice time to go to church once, or a time to start enjoying some nice weather and have ham for dinner and watch a little baseball and get a temporary good feeling because winter is finally gone. And if that is all it is, they are to be pitied because they will be lost forever not knowing Jesus. The truth of Easter is We worship a Jesus who was dead. Now, pardon the slang, but we know how and why he got dead. He was punched. He was spit at. He was whipped. He was crucified on a cross, and he died. And why? He was despised and rejected by people. He was wounded for our rebellious acts. He was crushed for our sins. He was punished so that we could have peace. And we received healing from from his wounds. And so once again I have to say it, God demands from us absolute perfection and holiness if we're going to walk into his presence. That means perfection. I thought of a good illustration of perfection, a baseball illustration. Sometimes they say, you know, a pitcher will have a perfect game. It's not really a perfect, perfect game. You know what a perfect game is? For one pitcher to stay in the whole game, face only 27 batters, and to throw only 81 pitches and nobody ever hits the ball. And then to do that 20 times in one season. And it's totally impossible just like it's totally impossible for us to be righteous and holy before God so we can stand before them. And so Jesus is our stand-in. He's the relief pitcher. He's holy for us. And then he gives us all the credit on our scorecard. And then he dies as our stand-in substitute. He dies the death that we deserve because of our sins. But he didn't stay dead. He came back to life. And by that resurrection, he proved that he truly was the Son of God, the creator of the whole universe. The Father raised his Son from the dead as proof, I accept your payment now for the sins of the whole world. Jesus came back to life to guarantee you of everlasting life if you follow him because he says, as I live, you too shall live. St. Paul reminds us again. But now Christ has come back from the dead. He is the very first person of those who have died to come back to life. Now I think this morning we have to clean up a maybe a misconception Jesus is not the only one who experienced the resurrection. And I'd like to turn your attention to the uh, insert this morning. It's headed God's word <clears throat> because there in scripture, there are a whole bunch of resurrections. Now, I'm not going to read them all, but at least some selections. First King 17 afterwards, the son of the woman who owned the house got sick. He got so sick that finally no life was left in him. In the middle, then Elijah stretched himself over the boy three times and called to the Lord, Lord, my God, please make this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's request and the child's life returned to him. He was alive again. There was a resurrection. He was dead and he is alive. Second Kings four. When Elisha came to the house, the dead boy was lying on Elisha's bed. He went into the room, closed the door and prayed to the Lord. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. He was dead, but he came back to life. Second Kings. One day, some people who were burying a man saw one of these raiding parties, so they quickly put the man into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came back to life and stood up. A resurrection. He was dead, and now he is alive. Luke 7. As he came near the entrance to the city, he met a funeral procession. The dead man was a widow's only child. He went up to the open coffin, took hold of it, and the men who were carrying it stopped. He said, young man, I'm telling you to come back to life. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. It's a resurrection. He was dead, and now he's alive. Luke 8, everyone was crying and showing how they were How sad they were. Jesus said, don't cry. She's not dead. She's just sleeping. They laughed at him because they knew she was dead. But Jesus took her hand and called out, child, get up. She came back to life and got up at once. A resurrection. She was dead and now she came back to life. John 11. Deeply moved again, Jesus went to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone covering the entrance. Jesus said, take the stone away. Martha, the dead man's sister, told Jesus, Lord, there must already be a stench. She's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believe you would see God's glory? So the stone was moved away from the entrance to the tomb. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I've known that you always hear me. However, I've said this so that the crowd standing around me will believe that you sent me. After Jesus had said this, he shouted as loudly as he could, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. Strips of cloth were wound around his feet and hands, and his face was wrapped with a handkerchief. Jesus told them, "'Free Lazarus and let him go.' He was dead, but he came back to life." Matthew 27. Then Jesus loudly cried out once again and gave up his life. Suddenly the curtain in the temple was split in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split open. The tombs were opened and the bodies of many holy people who had died came back to life. They came out of the tombs after he had come back to life and they went into the holy city where they appeared to many people. An army officer and those watching Jesus with him saw the earthquake and the other things happening. They were terrified and said, Certainly, this was the Son of God. They were dead, but they came back to life. Acts 9. A disciple named Tabitha lived in the city of Joppa. She became sick and died. Peter made everyone leave the room. He knelt and prayed. Then he turned toward the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Tabitha opened her eyes, saw Peter and sat up. She was alive. A resurrection, she was dead, but she came back to life. Acts chapter 20. All these men went ahead and were waiting for us in Troas... After the festival of unleavened bread, we boarded a ship at Philippi. Five days later, we joined them in Troas and stayed there for seven days. On Sunday, we met to break bread. Paul was discussing scripture with the people. Since he intended to leave the next day, he kept talking until midnight. Many lamps were lit in the upstairs room where we were meeting. A young man named Eutychus was sitting in a window. As Paul was talking on and on, Eutychus was gradually falling asleep. Finally, overcome by sleep, he fell from the third story and was dead when they picked him up. Paul went to him, took him up into his arms, and said, Don't worry, he's alive. Then Eutychus went upstairs again, broke the bread, and ate. Paul talked with the people for a long time until sunrise and then left them. The people took the boy home. They were greatly relieved that he was alive. There was a resurrection. He was dead and he came back to life. And now, Matthew 28, after the day of worship as the sun rose Sunday morning, Mary from Magdala and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Suddenly there was a powerful earthquake. An angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, rolled the stone away, and was sitting on it. He was as bright as lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so deathly afraid of him that they shook. The angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has been brought back to life, as he said. Come see the place where he was lying. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has been brought back to life. He's going ahead of them into Galilee. There they will see him. Take note that I have told you. They hurried away from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and greeted them. They went up to him, bowed down to worship him and took hold of his feet. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my followers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. A resurrection, Jesus was dead, but he came back to life. So what in the world does St. Paul mean when he says, Jesus is the very person of those who have died to come back to life? And you know what the answer is? All the people on here died, were brought back to life, and then they died a second time. Jesus died once and came back to life to live forever. And that's a guarantee for you and for me. When St. Paul also says, As everyone dies because of Adam, so also everyone will be made alive because of Christ. This will happen to each person in his own turn. Christ is the first, and at his coming, those who belong to him will be made alive. Easter certainly is a time to rejoice. But it's also a time to repent. To repent of all the times in our lives that we lived like those first disciples on that first Easter morning. Sad and confused and disoriented and afraid and terrified. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen as he said. Repent of all the times that we went around living our lives as though Jesus was still in the tomb. Repent for all those times that we live as though this is all there is. Repent and ask our risen Lord to help us live lives in confidence knowing that Jesus is alive. In the full confidence knowing that our living Savior is every present in our lives. To bring us through everything. And that even means the valley of the shadow of death. As everyone dies because of Adam, so also everyone will be made alive because of Christ. Unless you are alive at the return of our Lord on Judgment Day, you will die. And then there will be a funeral. But you will not stay dead. You will come back to life. And we ask God to live, have us live a life of repentance in recognition of a new heaven and a new earth. And that the casket in the cemetery is not the end, but simply the doorway A reunion with our living Lord. And so you see, the message of Easter is not just for now. If it were, then funerals would be the end of the story. But Jesus is forever, and the grave is just the beginning of real life forever. Christ is our hope in this life only, we deserve more pity than any other people. But now Christ has come back from the dead. He is the very first person of those who have died to come back to life. Since the man brought death, the man also brought life from death. As everyone dies because of Adam, so also everyone will be made alive because of Christ. This will happen to each person in his own turn. Christ is the first. Then at his coming, those who belong to him will be made alive alive. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Say it again with me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand. We'll sing the last four stanzas of I know that my Redeemer lives. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time together our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.